Good morning, Contrarians. It is Tuesday morning, September 13th, around 6.10 a.m., Inflation Day. The crucial CPI report is out at 8.30, and I wanted to get an early start and make sure as many people could read this and hear this as possible. This is a free one today, so if you enjoy this, please subscribe. Anyway, stocks advanced yesterday for the fourth day in a row. We had the NASDAQ leading things again adding 1.3%, so the fourth straight day of 1% or gains of 1% or more. S&P 500 was right there, up 1.1%. There is no obvious catalyst for this, other than maybe oversold conditions and potentially optimism over the Ukrainian advances versus Russia. Now, as of this morning, all is pretty quiet here looking at the various asset classes ahead of the CPI. We have stock futures moving a bit higher. S&P and Russell 2000, which tracks small caps, are up about four-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up a little less. Commodities gaining some ground. WTI crude oil is up 1% to trade close to $89 a barrel. Silver is down for the first time in a while, in uh, I think about a week, maybe more. It's down about four-tenths of 1%. Cryptos are kind of flat. We have Bitcoin up 1% to trade around 22400 And bonds are seeing a few bids. The two-year yield is up four basis points to 3.53%. And a 10-year up four basis points as well to 3.32%. Yields move inversely to prices. So as I mentioned, today is all about the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, out at 8.30. And economists expect a negative month-over-month print, negative 0.1%. This follows last month's flat month-over-month reading. So this would indeed be the first decline that we've seen in inflation in some time, probably since the days of COVID. And the year-over-year figure is expected to come in at 8.1%. The core CPI, which include, ex- excludes food and energy, that's expected still looking a high month over month, 0.3% and 6.1% year over year. Last month, those figures were 0.3 and 5.9. I know numbers are hard to follow in an audio production, but point is the headline number is expected to print negative month over month And the core figure, which excludes food and energy, is still expected to produce a positive print. Now, I have included a chart here that shows that inflation may have indeed peaked. Indeed, if the numbers today fall short of estimates, uh, if they fall below 7.9, in fact, that will be the lowest, or even if they don't, if they're around 8 That will be the lowest year-over-year reading since February. So that is certainly positive for inflation. However, it does not allow the Fed to declare victory over inflation quite yet. 8% is still a lot. But And where the Fed is concerned, Jay Powell made it very clear at his Jackson Hole address that the Fed is determined to raise interest rates to tame inflation, even if it ends up hurting economic growth. They're basically willing to risk a recession to ward off inflation. And that was a shock to the markets when he said it. The market apparently was erroneously, it turns out, 
anticipating a pivot to neutral rates before too long. That has now been pushed back. How far back is a question of debate? And today's inflation reading could potentially maybe lead us to get a sense of when that could be. Probably not, but people are going to speculate about this anyway. So the if if yeah if this shows clear signs that inflation is indeed ebbing significantly then who knows we could start talking about neutral rates next year maybe for now it looks like the fed is still set to raise 75 basis points when it meets which by the way is next week that meeting concludes a week from tomorrow and then they meet again in november after the election so yeah right Anyway, that takes us to the bottom line. And again, the the soft reading here, if it happens, will potentially remove some pressure on the Fed. And that would give investors reason to bid up risk assets, to continue bidding them up after what's been going on these last couple days. However, if it comes in hot, then the exact opposite will happen. We'll see selling and not just in risk assets like equities, but also bonds. And like I said, it's likely that this is not going to factor into the Fed's decision next week, maybe for November. That's where the debate is likely going to turn to after today and then, of course, next year. And if we do get 75 basis point hikes, that'll take us right to 4%. And a lot of Fed officials have kind of hinted that that is the number they're looking at for to kind of stop at for next year. But again, this is all speculation. And what's lost in all this is the fact that the Fed rate hikes, the ones that they've put it through so far, and there's been quite a few since March, none of these have really had any effect in the broader economy other than housing. And certainly mortgage rates have shot up. They're almost triple what they were a couple years ago, or a year ago even, year and a half. But it may be some time before those rate hikes are reflected in the job numbers and in more and also in consumer data. So those are two areas of the economy that have managed to remain very strong here as the Fed has raised rates. And that's not atypical. Usually there if not always there is a lag. There just is. A lag between when the Fed raises rates and the way it works its way through the economy. We've seen this it's, it's countless times before. So And meanwhile, 8% inflation is still awfully high, not to mention a long way from the Fed's 2% target. They probably aren't going to get to 2% this cycle, but they need more to declare victory over inflation. Okay, that's, that's the bottom line here. And there could be a very real risk that the Fed becomes impatient and ends up overdoing the rate hikes if inflation stays persistent. But that's not about today's report. Although it will. I mean, if today's report comes in hot, it'll unleash all kinds of fears about that. And you can look at the example of 2007 as what can really go wrong. Now, that was a historic event, and we had a historic buildup there in leverage due to the housing bubble. But it's obviously still on investors' minds. And the other extreme, which would be a soft landing, is not something that happens very often either. I read somewhere like three of 15 or three of 14 times the last times the Fed has raised rates or the last economic slowdowns the Fed has been able to engineer 
a, a soft landing, those are not good odds, okay? And so you probably wouldn't be that stupid to bet against the Fed overdoing things. Whether they unleash a 2008 event is equally unlikely, however, from where I'm sitting at least. But what do I know? You would suspect that the the what ends up happening is somewhere in between those two extremes. But whatever. We'll see. I hope you listened to the, the podcast last night that I put out yesterday with, that we're, uh, we're with Rich Excel, where he lays out his views here on what's going to happen today. And this was just a little snippet. It wasn't the full podcast. The, the more, the longer one I'll, I'll put out today and still nobody, no premium, no unpaid subscribers, free subscribers get this yet. And when they do get it, probably won't be for a couple more days and then they will have to deal with ads and announcements. So anyway, that's what we got today. That's where we are. Thank you for listening. If you are sampling this as a free subscriber, welcome. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you sign up. Yes, it comes at a cost, but so do most things in life that uh, where you get something in exchange. That's just how the world works. And I am no different. So with that, I will shut up for today. Thank you for listening again and reminding you to share your feedback with me. You can send that to contrarianpod at gmail.com. You can answer the email you have received. You can send me a text or WhatsApp or Telegraph or Signal. All that information will have been uh, sent to you when you signed up. That's it. Nine minutes and 30 seconds. Pretty long one today, but it's a big day. Inflation. Enjoy it. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.